the stock market went through the roof today. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of uh, Pitagoda podcast. Uh, it's a book review uh, today and uh, Deepa has spent some time reading uh, a very interestingly titled book called Before We Visit the Goddesses. Uh, or Before We Visit the Goddess or Goddesses Deepa, what is it? It's before we visit the goddess. Before we visit the goddess, singular. And it's by a, a writer named Chitra Banerjee Divakaruni. And uh, I, for one, am really uh, interested in knowing what uh, this book is about and uh, what are the themes that are being covered. So, yeah, Deepa, why don't you get us started? I just finished this book today and it's a it's an easy read. It's about, uh, it's a story of relationships, but it's essentially a story of loss and pain. Okay. It's it's about three uh, women, okay? There, there's Sabitri, her story set, uh, you know, pretty long back, 50s and 60s, and then her daughter, and then her daughter, and okay. all three three of them suffer the consequences of something uh, a decision made by somebody else and these their own their own actions have consequences and their own okay. choices have okay. far reaching consequences so you're so, saying that there are three different threads that are set in different timelines is is that how so this book's been written? yes Yes, okay. there are three okay. different threads. They're all, of course, interconnected. I don't know why, but Indian authors love writing intergenerational epics and tomes. Like, okay. I know Amitav Ghosh wrote The Glass Palace. It's a very rich book, but it's ultimately annoying because it's a huge book with so many threads and so right. many stories, backstories. Right. This one is also kind of ambitious, but it's a 208-page book. It's okay. much. It's a much easier read. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, that way it's fine. But the pain is pretty relatable. If somebody thematically, you felt it was, uh, you know, it, it it was a little, uh, you know, it hit home hard, or you 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 felt did, moved by what the women were going through. Who hasn't experienced loss, right? right. Like every one of us has experienced some form of loss and pain. Uh, however, met, however materially rich our lives are, there's always some emotional trauma that true, all true. of us have gone through yeah so i in quite a few places in this book i have been moved to tears and if i were alone in the room which was not the case i would have cried mm-hmm. but uh, she's a good storyteller uh, she may not have great literary value okay. i'll come to that a little bit later but okay. yeah she's an effective storyteller who uh, hits the point home pretty uh, nicely is this her first book or uh, she, she's uh, oh, produced no. other work She's written a lot of books. Uh, okay. She started writing in the 90s. And uh, oh. uh, The Mistress of Spices, which was written by her, was... Uh, Made into a uh, movie with Aishwarya yeah. Rai. And Aishwarya Rai, yes. yes. That yes. was an and, absolute, uh, yeah. Oh, God. That movie, the first thing you remember is there's this... Uh, some sort of song that was ri- written entirely in English and sung by NRIs. It was horrible. It was It was terrible. Um, I don't know. It's like I can imagine. I, it was one of those phase where Aishwarya yeah. Rai was taking on inter quote unquote international projects, and I think okay. it, this was okay. one of them. Right. Uh, but this uh, Chitra Banerjee is known uh, a lot for uh, the book called A Palace of Illusions, mm-hmm. which is basically the Mahabharata told from the perspective of Draupadi, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a charming oh. book. 
it's it's a retelling of the mahabharata and in that book that book is very fascinating especially for women because in that book draupadi is attracted to karna and the way the author describes characterizes karna is just amazing uh, you will fall in love with the character draupadi is attracted to karna okay in her so, retelling yeah all right right so i would i would uh, say that you know this is probably she's taking it in a in a in a fantastic route because um generally there is no record of anything like this even being hinted at am i right yeah okay so okay. it's it's pretty fascinating it's uh, and it's, it's a very i think it's one of those uh, retellings that inspired a lot more other retellings or maybe indian authors love retelling our epics okay. but this okay. is so so even today people are reading the book and still getting fascinated by it it's mm-hmm. a nice book it's a well written book okay. i also read another book of her uh, written by her called one amazing thing mm-hmm. uh, there also the, the theme is around uh, a bunch of people south asians in new york i I'll, i'll relate that story to what this book is about there is a link between this and that okay so okay. we'll get to that so she's creating some sort of a common universe where all her books are uh, kind of sustaining yeah, yeah, each yeah. other okay that's interesting it's not a link in that way but okay. there is kind of inspiration there's a kind of similar thing going uh, storyline okay. going between this and that okay so getting back to uh, the story that you were telling me about sure. who are these three women uh, so yeah. can you just tell me the kind of people they are and uh, what is it about these women uh, that yeah. causes the story to progress this goes back and forth okay between the past and different uh, parts of the past and then the present and so one uh, the story is so there is a lady called sabitri her life is characterized by class struggle she comes from a very poor family she's okay. a daughter of a very poor priest and she is uh, she stumbles upon a great opportunity to get educated but uh, because of the benevolence of somebody really rich but then okay. she makes a mistake and then she's outcasted and she uh, how she then remakes her life and how she gets to she she gets to be a pretty rich woman after that okay. she marries somebody and they all you know strive to become much higher placed in society okay. her she she loses things she also uh, makes some choices in which certain people get affected and she look the price that she pays is pretty high mm-hmm. and then there's her daughter her life is characterized by migration so she emigrates from india to the us she follows somebody for love and she emigrates and she experiences a lot of loneliness and she experiences betrayal and then her daughter also is a kind of sufferer so there is so so what characterizes all of this is an intergenerational emotional trauma right so there is there are again like i said choices that are affecting a bunch of other people so all of these people all the three women are lonely in their own ways okay. right sabitri's struggles were around class and and she becomes lonely in the end she, even though she so she strives to become an independent woman she sets up a sweet shop and she's an entrepreneur and she she's very successful okay. and she at the center of her life is her daughter then who uh, happens to migrate and then 
the thread that starts the whole story is sabitri writing a letter to a granddaughter she's never met because of certain circumstances she's never spoken to her she knows we knows that she has a granddaughter even though she aches for to meet her daughter and granddaughter she's not able to right so that we we that's just story takes us through why that is so so okay. essentially it's that yeah. was something that i wanted to ask you because see if i as an individual uh, am going mm-hmm. through certain angst and i have a child and mm-hmm. you know a, a child normally when i say child uh, i don't mean it is a child per se but it's my child who's mm-hmm. maybe grown up mm-hmm. and is going through a certain set of experiences uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and i there is immediately a shared connect that is created and you know i i may be yeah. a parent and given the generation i am from i may be a little distant from the child mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. i would definitely want to jump in and you know say that you know what i do understand whatever it is that you're going through yeah. and then mm-hmm. i would like to you know if even if i am not able to give you any constructive help i can at least mm-hmm. be there for you through the pain that mm-hmm. you're going through so mm-hmm. you are saying that for some whatever reason uh mm-hmm. the, each parent is cut off yeah. from the respective yeah. child in some cases it's absolutely deliberate in some cases it's a mixture of deliberateness and physical actual physical distance right okay. in those days there was no whatsapp or anything to right. be in touch right. and it's really relevant even today a lot of those things uh, for example sabitri's daughter is bela she experiences my uh, the pain of immigration right? Uh, right she has to settle in a new country basically and mm-hmm. with absolutely nothing she literally flew to the us with uh, pretty much one suitcase full of the basic of things right. and she had to reconstruct her life and and there is a scene where uh, she's pregnant and she's in a lot of emotional pain because she just discovered some things and she wants to be with her mother and right. she, because whatever be the distance between you and your mother emotionally in some sometimes it's just the mother that the maternal presence that kind of comforts you yeah, yeah. and she's absolutely unable to do that for mm-hmm. what certain reasons right. she's completely also, unable to convey when a woman is yeah. pregnant i think the most ideal uh, companion at that point of time you know is usually the mother because you know the craving yeah. and whatever it is that she needs right. the mother who can understand and is the mother who will probably have the patience to deal with whatever hormonal uh, you know out, right. uh, outbursts that uh, the woman may go through Uh, because of that, that is effectively conveyed and that that that's one example of okay. what happens okay. and it's it's pretty uh, well done some of the scenes so chitra varun ji again is not a uh, literary genius but mm-hmm. like like i would say salman rushdie is uh, even though people do call him two verbos there is rohinton mysteries rohinton mystery whose language sometimes a person's a writer's language makes you just marvel you know you right. read you reread a phrase you reread an entire paragraph because mm-hmm. just so beautiful in right. chitra banerjee's writing you don't get that it's very simplistic writing you really don't have to run to a dictionary ever okay but i think she's quite effective in whatever me, she conveys yeah for me a writer who used to do that to me was pg wardhouse i know i'm a bit old yeah. school but a uh, pg wardhouse yeah, yeah. more than running to a dictionary you'll have to actually reread a couple of lines before you understand the biting sarcasm that is you know being yeah. pushed through those words there so right. i i think i understand what you're saying but none yeah. of the writers you just spoke about i'm familiar with 
Okay. I mean, yeah. I know who Salman yeah. Rushdie is, obviously, but yeah. uh, I have never read uh, any of his works. So hopefully, I should finish uh, that. <laughs> Salman Rushdie, by the way, can get a bit on your nerves if uh, I think he's a bit over the top with language sometimes. But okay. it's nice. Some of the some of it is nice. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, try one or two books coming back to this book so this is how the theme is basically loss okay and okay. it's it's little tragedies and and there's no tragedy that is uh, hard hitting nobody is maimed or killed but there you know it's a little things in life always that right. completely change your entire life right, right. some uh, casual remark i think there yeah. is a chinese uh, uh, proverb no a death by a thousand cuts you know it doesn't have to be a yeah. one big right, stab right. you know it's it's right. it's many little things that come together to you know completely destroy you as well yeah, yeah. absolutely that's what happens here and so in that sense it's not a painful book in the sense it's not painful sometimes i cannot digest a uh, you know a very hard hitting tragedy but right. this is a book which has very relatable things but uh, some things that did irritate me was that two things okay one is there are too many characters sometimes uh, sometimes you wonder if this character that they introduced is related to bela or tara in some other way but it's mm. actually not okay. and they have back stories and then sometimes the story gets too far fetched towards the end like there is this concept of in a couple of character stories right there's a lot of manipulation through many years and months and i find that hard to believe i mean I don't know how you can sustain a plan to manipulate someone through years or months. I, I don't know. It it's does not happen, Deepa. I mean, it's it's okay. just mm-hmm. about. I mean, I think it's it's difficult to come to terms with the fact that you know that we are surrounded by that kind of evil. But that that mm-hmm. is that is the hard truth that uh, mm-hmm. you know many of us come to digest. Uh, you know, when you are faced with that situation, because mm-hmm. uh, you you have it. i mean a simple example is uh, you know uh, i don't know uh, take the example of maybe some star kids and you have parents constantly exploiting them over a period of mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. right That's just for the yeah. monetary benefit i mean it completely they just forget the fact that boss that is my child but yeah. you know yeah. money just drives things like that you know um, brothers uh you know holding a grudge against each other you know it's it's actually i, I think in many ways we are shielded from uh you know a mm-hmm. lot of these things because i think we come from absolutely uh how should i say non eventful families relatively speaking and mm-hmm. I, i think i maybe that is one form of privilege where you know you don't you don't get to see any drama at all but um i would say that what you're talking about doesn't entirely surprise me because mm-hmm. we are surrounded uh, you know by human beings and uh, i mean this is a bit dramatic uh, a bit of a dramatic statement that i'm making but i think humans are pretty much the worst thing uh, you know true that that i completely agree right and yeah, which is yeah, what yeah. makes things interesting unfortunately it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's a snake that's i mean biting its own tail i mean it's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know if I'm so, using the right analogy, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we are the worst, but then us being the worst is what leads to interesting things happening, and then you know that's a bloody cycle that keeps going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Please, please go on. No, so when I talk about manipulation, yeah, I've seen drama of outbursts. I've not seen drama of manipulation, but yeah, I mean, I see what I see what you mean. Uh, but this, I don't know. In this story, it sounds things are a little bit far fetched, but I, I don't know. It's, it's just sometimes things uh, look like they're force fitted. Mm. Another thing that uh, they, I didn't quite get is why the title was so, because. Uh, there is no there is one mention of the goddess there's no re- magic realism or spirituality okay. to this book at all yeah there is a temple visit but neither is that a pivotal you know event uh, that happens in the book there is a the, the temple visit by itself is not the changing life changing event it is okay. something else related to that visit that actually changes somebody's life but mm-hmm. th- i don't know why they named it in case they did i i probably completely missed the point okay because so uh, this is yeah, me I, taking a wild guess without even reading the book but based on what mm-hmm. you tell me each of these women mm-hmm. is on a journey and i am yeah. assuming that it is some sort of journey that towards i don't know equanimity and tranquility within themselves and you know that is what before they visit the goddess within all the pain and the strife that they have to go through i mean well i don't know yeah that's a, that's again far fetched a little yes. because there is no mention of yeah i know i this see is someone who has not read the book at all taking a wild guess yeah. it, that is about as far fetched as it can get <laughs> it yeah in the end there is there is some reconciliation between a couple of characters there is but it's all too late right sometimes it's very it's too late so yeah in some sense what you say works but okay. not, no deepa I, okay. I, I just yeah, hold yeah. i i want to uh, revisit what you are saying okay for example sure. you are saying that uh, you know that there is some sort of reconciliation but you are saying mm-hmm. that it is too late it comes i would, uh, I would disagree with you yeah. on on mm-hmm. one point okay so let us mm-hmm. say Uh, there is someone in your life i'm absolutely happy mm-hmm. with you, okay so mm-hmm. let us say there is someone in your life uh, with mm-hmm. whom you don't share uh, you know a very great relationship right mm-hmm. and let us also say that this is an important person because i mean if it's if it's someone insignificant i mean you don't give a damn you go through life yeah. you're dead one day and mm-hmm. then it's, it's okay i mean big deal mm-hmm. so not all threads have to be tied up together right so let mm-hmm. us say this is someone important and you know this okay. this person if you don't get a chance to uh you know no matter when right mm-hmm. uh, to you know go and tell that person how you feel about certain things happened uh, that mm-hmm. happened between the two of you or mm-hmm. how how certain things made you feel um mm-hmm. it is i would say it is not even about the other person acknowledging or affecting mm-hmm. a change in their behavior or uh, in many cases that person even acknowledging that what or validating uh, you know whatever it is that you felt um i would say it that still doesn't matter the point is you've had an opportunity to put forth whatever was in your heart and i think that is very important i mean take take mm-hmm. the example of you know fine there is there is uh, an ex girlfriend who you know you mm-hmm. broke up with and then she's married she's somewhere and let's say you know you've never had a chance to you know tell her oh you know what actually maybe this is how i feel about you you're not looking for a uh, reciprocation you're not looking for uh, you know i mean you don't want her to drop her family and then come away with mm-hmm. something but what mm-hmm. what you want her to know is that look this is what happened and this is how i feel right 
there are certain mm-hmm. cases when you want to convey that or you have a parent who you want to convey certain things to but you read a bad relationship mm-hmm. you don't get to talk mm-hmm. to them and one mm-hmm. day they're gone and then you've not mm-hmm. had a chance mm-hmm. to say certain things maybe yeah or yeah. or or there is a friend who you've not been speaking to for a long time and one day you get to know that you know so and so person is dead and he's no more and and yeah. you, know, you, yeah. you feel bad for not having picked up the phone and said hello right you know to that person you know instead of sitting right. and watching some stupid movie i could have called this friend i could have said something to him or her right. and i didn't do mm-hmm. that so when you say that it came too late i would disagree with that part because any chance at reconciliation or any chance even if there is no reconciliation if the person has had a chance to convey their feelings and say that you know mm-hmm. what this is what i feel this is what i wish mm-hmm. you knew at that point of time and even if you mm-hmm. just walk away and the person says you know what to hell with you i don't care what what, what you're saying etc etc mm-hmm. it's fine it's fine what mm-hmm. matters is you've had a chance to put it out there i mean it may sound a bit selfish but self uh, keeping yourself uh, you know sane keeping yourself happy is a selfish act and you know some of these things have to be done uh, you know to keep yourself sane so yeah that that's that's something i feel uh, rather strongly about so it's interesting right so this uh, in your scenarios uh, okay uh, can i can i talk about a spoiler in this book yeah sure let's talk about it let's so so it. so one so one of the things uh, so this elderly lady right sabitri has this her own secrets and her own reasons for doing certain things and right. those even her daughter doesn't know them and then sabitri spills them out in a letter written to her granddaughter and then that letter doesn't reach these women in the us for ages for long after this lady has died right okay and and they discover it much later mm-hmm. and uh, the daughter is astounded that she never knew these things about her mother she never knew why her mother had to make certain choices that pained bela mm-hmm. and thus tara and thus tara doesn't know the choices her mother had to make right because of her circumstances so in a way it's very tragic that that letter was found so many years after it was written that's the painful part that's what i mean by it's too late it was too late rather and the letter was touching because okay. sabitri explains she coming from a, a much more conservative society broke through the ranks and right. she had to you know fight for somehow she had to create her identity and she was also snubbed by a man she loved kind mm-hmm. of and then she also there's a micro struggle there she also came to know why the person she loved also never returned reciprocated right. you know i think another theme of this book is people discovering things very late you okay. know too late okay. so um i would say i guess lots of uh, gray shaded characters right no one is absolute black or absolute they do try to make one guy uh, kind of weirdly villainish it's a okay. little weird because he he's actually a communist revolutionary lead student leader in in india and okay. uh, after going to the us he becomes this complete uh, caricature of a villain not oh. even capitalist he becomes okay. this uh, Uh, he he weirdly turns into a guy who is okay poisoning a dog uh, and he is okay uh, just 
doing various uh, shady investments okay. and sleeping around with a lot of women he's a he's a very caricatured indian villain in a okay. silk robe you know what i mean right, right one of those right. 70s characters right. i don't know why they did that to that guy but i know i uh, guess uh, the writer got definitely carried away in this case that's all i can say because i guess yeah. at some point of time you need someone that uh, you know people mm. can hate and i think that's un- unknowingly she in, probably went yeah. for a caricature one sure shot way of making sure that you hate uh, the 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 bad guy is that you you know get him to do something dirty to a dog right i mean enough yeah, that's, that's mean, enough yeah. to rile up most of us i mean that's pretty much the premise of john wick right i am not uh, <laughs> you not watch john wick okay no no i am not watch okay um so, so i it? hope yeah. the the listeners of this podcast forgive you but yeah <laughs> <laughs> because uh yeah deepa my mother's watch john wick man come on you you have to <laughs> watch john wick there's three parts okay at least watch the first that aside so my point is this yeah it's very easy to uh, you know create hate for a person by you know just making them do something to a dog so i, mm. I, I i'm i'm being very judgmental here but that's just lazy writing i mean if you're going mm. going through that much trouble to create a bad guy that's yeah. just you're being very lazy here and it's very cruel when he does that because a dog belongs to a kid so you've actually hurt it right. you've actually hurt a kid and and you've literally killed a dog so mm-hmm. yeah so that happens so one thing is i appreciate her having written this book i don't know how much of this personal trauma she's undergone mm-hmm. but it is definitely relatable to someone with any of these two multiple layered uh, you know okay. complexities right. in any of the relationships so that way it's i mean kudos to the writer but there's one character the character of tara is that of a rebel so tara tara's suffering yeah the youngest one okay. her suffering is all about having come from a broken home and you know she's rebelling against her life and right. she the other paints her as this typical teenager who pierces her eyebrow and her tongue right. and she wears drab clothing and she has spiked hair i thought that was a quite a bit of a caricature again but uh, where is she she's in the us or she's in she's in the us yeah she's right. in the okay. us and she's dropped out of college okay and i th- i felt that the conversations that tara is in right i mm-hmm. felt that they were a little forced uh, i'm sure she had her sources where you know her inspirations okay. for her for the character but i some of it that was less uh, convincing than sabitri and bela which who actually uh, okay. probably resonate much better with okay. the author herself because sabitri so i would assume that uh, you know the character of tara definitely um, you know is something uh, that she has just researched and written about because if mm, it feels yeah, yeah. because many of the uh, things that you told me about the the spiked hair and all that these are standard mm. tropes that yeah. uh, you know you see in uh, you know low budget hollywood movies so i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if her research came from there itself so i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and i mean going back to what you said before where you said mm-hmm. that um uh, that it could be that uh, you know she has written about her personal experience so i mean if you are able to find a certain amount of depth uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to savitri and uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, what was savitri's daughter's name bela, bela. so yeah. i would very safely assume that that comes from maybe a deeply personal space maybe not the maybe, doctor yeah. and if there is yeah, yeah. again speaking of the whole thing being a personal experience if there is one person being severely demonized i'm going to assume that this is someone she still hasn't 
uh, resolved, resolved things with, with and you know wants to make this person look as shitty as possible in her book. again <laughs> written quite a lot again the other has written assumptions. yeah yeah so yeah talking about the link between another book and this one so there is one scene in this where the characters there are two characters in a near death experience and mm-hmm. uh, they pretend they basically in a car accident and mm-hmm. now that we are uh, uh, you know talking spoilers so okay. they uh, are forced to they are complete strangers until uh, almost that point of time and okay. they they are forced to con- convey to each other some really deep secrets okay. of their lives to okay. each other because because they feel this is it i mean if this is it then i have to let it out to somebody so this theme i is is uh, pretty much the entire theme of the book called one amazing thing okay uh, which by the same author that mm-hmm. book is uh, it's it's set in a visa office at an indian consulate in in an american city i i'm assuming it is new york city i don't know but okay. basically it's in the visa office and there are a bunch of people from various nationalities a bunch of indians among all of them mm-hmm. and they are it's in there's an earthquake uh, that uh, affects the city it's a huge earthquake and the people okay. are stuck in that office in the debris pretty much and they are also forced to just be with each other in the room and tolerate each other and probably even narrate their own stories okay and okay. this i found uh, to be similar to one of the scenes in this book mm-hmm. which i just narrated okay so okay. that was the link that i found interesting right right yeah so she is yeah. you know just throwing back to her own book okay that is the book it's readable it's nice it's it's a lot of loss and pain and little okay. tragedies and mm-hmm. little uh, things unavoidable tragedies i would say it But, can't be uh, all tears deepa are there you know some happy moments something that you know if, if someone is picking up this book uh, any happy moments that they can look forward to as well in the book so there is a lot of redemption for example savitri how she resurrects her life yeah actually all of them have uh, turned all three of them have pretty much turned around their lives individually so sabitri okay. becomes okay. an entrepreneur and see uh, in all of this also there is pain even after they become all of these great things yeah yeah uh, they materially built up their lives and uh, you know they're pretty successful at certain things and mm-hmm. it's interesting that the pain has not left them and yeah coming back to the positive sabitri is a is a very well established entrepreneur and she's a formidable you know in force in fact in kolkata and bela okay. also uh, goes and uh, you know creates her own after she's divorced she's a complete mess of a human being okay. but she becomes this complete turnaround she she's actually uh, you know it, some more layers of complexities where she actually okay. doesn't okay. have any skills job skills which she finds her because she's been a stay at home mom all her mm-hmm. life and once okay. her once her, after her divorce she's a mess she becomes alcoholic and everything but then she actually turns around to become a successful cookbook writer okay and okay. bela also reconstructs her life after uh, one incident and yeah these are the positives you you feel that hey there are things unresolved in their lives that mm-hmm. you know success cannot buy undo some things in life so that right. is what you walk away with so there you have it guys it's it's not all doom and gloom right you can pick up the book yeah, yeah. you can uh, you know there are some uh, you know happy moments as well so it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's not a goth book or something yeah yeah, yeah absolutely not <laughs> yeah 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 
so are you reading any more books right now something that we should uh, that you want i started reading uh, gentleman in moscow and okay. uh, just a few pages in and i That's, heard very good that things that either about sounds it. like a milson boone book or it sounds like a spy novel which is i, I don't want to it's neither i think it's <laughs> first of all it's definitely not the first one and i don't know if it's the second yet come on deepa we know out. your dirty secret you love milson boone admit it <laughs> I I don't want to sound uh, you know uh, elite is that is elite that what but I've not read a single Milson Boone I What are you talking about I have read a Milson Boone I think long ago good for I was, you good for I, you I flicked my <laughs> I'm not sure whose copy it was my cousins or my mothers or my aunts I don't know but I flicked a copy of Daniel Steele and I read it I couldn't stand any of the characters I hated the book and I couldn't understand why uh you know women were crazy about these books but yeah then that's that's pretty much uh, every man's understanding of romance right which is why yeah yeah everything is so hunky and dory right now i <laughs> think sydney right sheldon now. sydney sheldon gave us enough and more of romance and uh, sydney sheldon is what happens after the romance works out so i mean yeah. it's a different thing uh, yeah, yeah, yeah sydney sheldon and harold robbins i think we used to remember page numbers second. and all okay. we were very hunky back oh. then yeah So anyway this is not about my childhood angst okay <laughs> so, we'll have another episode to discuss those no yeah. i don't think so but uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, thanks everyone for uh, you know whoever is listening to this podcast i really hope uh, you enjoyed uh, our discussion i leave the name of the book and the name of the writer so you can go ahead and uh, find the book in your favorite store uh, do read it and uh, do let us know how you felt and uh, thank you so much deepa So that was our episode folks. If you liked what you heard, please share the episode and like and subscribe to our podcast. We have conversations on movies, books, art and lots more. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcast from. We also have a blog called petagoda.wordpress.com where we had contributors write on a lot of topics. We are on Facebook and Twitter too. If you have feedback talk to us on any of these channels or maybe write to mail to us at pitagoda@gmail.com and meanwhile we'll be back with lots more conversations on our podcast